0: Election College, episode number 289, Herbert Hoover, part two.
1: Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts... Jason Goff and Ben Smith.
0: Jason, this is what I like to call the car edition.
1: It is. This is not the first time we've recorded in a car. But it, it probably won't be the last win. either. You know what? That's probably true.
0: We have uh, combined between the two of us, we have three children. Uh, my, We're at my sister's house who has another child and they're all five or under. And uh, needless to say... The car is the quietest place to record a podcast.
1: Yeah, but it, which is kind of nice, actually, the car, because it's a rental. And the heated seats. Yeah, I know. I totally feel like I just... Never mind. Peed myself.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's, I think we'll have to put an explicit tag on this one. <laughs> all right, so we're talking about Herbert Hoover, and we mentioned during the last episode that this one might take a little while, so we'll see if we can wrap this up in two episodes or if it'll take three or five or 12. Probably not 12. Anyway, we're at the point where good old Hoover is the Secretary of Commerce. We heard about all his humanitarian work. We've heard about his childhood, and... Really, the, uh, the Secretary of Commerce had a little bit of influence over the radio and uh, the Radio Act of 1927 really changed that and allowed the Secretary of Commerce to have that kind of authority and uh, the ability to bring radio control and the things that went along with it to the Senate floor.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Because radio, unlike the podcast, uh-huh. is kind of controlled by the government. Like, you can't just say, you know, I peed myself or something like that. Right. Yeah, no, you can say that. But there are things that you can't say over the radio waves because, well, government says you can't. Yeah. And uh, just a little tidbit, Ben, I worked in radio.
0: And Yeah, that's
1: right. And we had to show that we primarily existed for the benefit of... Of getting information out there, so like whenever you hear the, you know, emergency broadcast tests and stuff like that, uh-huh. that's largely because of Herbert Hoover saying, "Hey, government needs to have its hand in this." And you know, no matter if you feel like government should have it have its hand in this, that, or the other thing, uh, turns out that this is probably a good thing because, well, if you're listening to the radio and a natural disaster is happening or something like that you want it to be a service
0: that's right i almost never listen to the radio
1: you know i don't either i
0: mean i listen to the radio as in device but as far as just turning on the radio and listening to it i I listen to podcasts like crazy i listen to music though not as much as i used to i don't listen to to like traditional over-the-air radio anymore
1: I do sometimes, like, now, right now, because I'm in Pennsylvania, Uh and I, you know, miss home every now and then. Yeah? Well, our radio station, our AM radio station Uh in Cincinnati, you can hear. Wow. Here at night. Yeah. That's incredible. It's like, hey, there's home. It's, like, crazy. It's hard in, like, 28 states. But... That's nuts. You know, the thing is, with this newfangled uh, (laughs) rental car that I've got, (laughs) Uh I probably know how to do the podcast or you know bluetooth easier than regular terrestrial radio
0: does it even have a cd player in it oh yours does it does it's really a lot small. of new vehicles don't even have cd players in yeah, them anymore technology here we go again talking about rental cars we're
1: supposed to be talking about herbert hoover and the people are wanting i bet we're being sped up right now <laughs> probably or, <hop> on. <laughs> we hang up on a podcast
0: well, the great mississippi flood of 1927 comes along and a lot of stuff gets messed up uh really takes out a lot of levees, and a lot of property gets damaged and people get displaced from their homes and stuff like that and it doesn't really fall under the commerce department but the governors of several different states that were you know kind of bordering the mississippi said hey hoover you want to help us and president coolidge is like don't worry about it, Hoover. You don't get to decide if you want to help them or not. I'm making you help them.
1: <laughs> yeah, so what ends up happening is, and maybe we should back this up just to back the train up just a little bit, mm-hmm. because here... Turn the beat around. Oh, man. I've been singing that. And I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, sorry. Um, and now you brought it up. So <laughs> it's dangerous, ladies and gentlemen, to get two cousins together. It is. Anyway... You've got the train backing up with the whole cabinet. You know, Secretary of Commerce. Who is the Secretary of Commerce? Do you know who the Secretary of Commerce is? Not off the top of my head. I shouldn't have I
0: that. I don't know it either.
1: So Hoover is the Secretary of Commerce, and they call him like the undersecretary of every other cabinet position because he's got his uh, hands, fingers, or some people might say tentacles, in every single facet of the cabinet and he really begins to overshadow coolidge himself and one really cool thing and i guess it's not i don't know you have to take history at its uh in light of the era that it's in right right and hoover really sees the treatment of african-americans during this disaster in the mississippi uh, river uh, valley he sees this as, wow, this is terrible, because um, black farmers are uh, being prevented from leaving relief camps, and um, property that was intended for African Americans uh, was being denied uh, to them. So lots of horrible stuff going on, and Herbert Hoover is trying his best to work it to where African-Americans are able um, to get their fair share.
0: Yeah, and this had to stay quiet because it would not have been popular. And he knew he wanted to run for the presidency, so he pretty much had to keep it quiet. Um, He made sure that nobody found out about it by saying, hey, if nobody finds out about this, I'll make sure some African-Americans get high-ranking positions when I become president, which... Would have just been a nice thing to do either way, uh, but he had to use it as kind of a, a political chip, and um, turns out they kept the secret.
1: Yeah, so August 1927 rolls around. President Coolidge says, hey, I'm not going to run for president. I've got my own issues. I just kind of don't really care for Hoover all that much, Yeah. but I'm not going to go public and say, you know, Wonder Boy <laughs> doesn't... And that, that's what he called him. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going to publicly denounce him or anything like that, but whatevs. I'm out of here. And Hoover says, let's go. Let's run for president. And that's exactly what he does.
0: Yeah, so he goes to the Republican Party or the Republican National Convention, and people are kind of considering other people but then nobody challenges him really at the convention so first ballot he's in and they're like okay well uh who who should we get to be president how about charles dawes we've heard about charles dawes before we might have even talked about him before
1: yeah not too far ago
0: and coolidge was like i hate dawes if you select him I will consider it, quote, a personal affront, end quote. So, needless to say, they didn't select them. And instead, or actually I shouldn't say needless to say. Sometimes saying that makes something happen that you didn't want to happen. That's
1: true. Needless to say is something that should be eradicated from hmm. what we say.
0: Well, sometimes it is needless to say.
1: Well, needless to say.
0: <sighs> so they select Senator Charles Curtis, who's from Kansas. And uh, Hoover accepts the, the nomination, curtis accepts the nomination and he says look i'm just planning on continuing the things that president harding and president coolidge put into place and go from there
1: yeah so hoover's like i'm efficient and i'm going to make sure that republican prosperity continues and alfred e smith and he's going to lose big time and that's exactly what happens Because why does Al Smith lose big time? Well, you could say this, that, or the other thing, but a large part of it has to do with the fact that Al Smith is Catholic, or was Catholic, depending on how you look at it, right? Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of on the national scene. Not a very popular uh, religion to be. And, uh, well, if you look at the states that smith won versus the states that hoover won Uh in that 1928 election it's ridiculous it is hoover painted the country red
0: yeah and of course you know there are some other things that separated them um but mostly it came down to that bias against catholics which is really interesting knowing peeking into the future here a little bit not even 30 years later we're gonna have a our first catholic president amazing how 30 years can change something yeah and then okay peeking even more into the future what was it less than 40 years after that we have our first black president yeah that's all pretty that's a pretty quick timeline considering how long it took to get even to a non-protestant
1: yeah and you think about it too like you had an african-american president uh, running for re-election against a mormon
0: Oh, wow. You're right.
1: Everything about that? That's true. Which, you know, kind of like a little segue, because we're getting a little personal here. Yeah. You have a Mitt Romney Chia head I in do. your office. I
0: found it at Goodwill for $3. It's spectacular. It's really good.
1: Um, my wife found Sophia from Golden Girls uh-huh. Chia head. Oh, nice.
0: That's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we might be given that, that Chia head a... The the Mitt Romney chia head away pretty soon. It's not really a chia head, I don't think. I think it's like a banker. I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is a chia head. You
1: he put seeds on his head. And really? Or gray? Or not gray? Green.
0: Oh, I've never done anything with chia pets.
1: So. Man, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you the crazy stuff that happens in Ben's house.
0: Join the group, maybe win the chia head. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, there's that. There is somebody riding a bike or something, by with a green halo. I
0: have a green helmet on.
1: That's oh, it's, it's like I thought he wiped out. He no, he didn't wipe, wipe out. Man, at Fast Times in Butler, Pennsylvania, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, um, the car edition. But the crazy things that Ben does and his wife do in their house with their two boys—they have like a house for a praying mantis. Uh huh. Uh, they've caught two frogs. Or toads, is it toads? toads. Sorry, toads. Yeah. And then what was the other thing? Oh, butterflies! Butterflies! Yeah, yeah. Like Ben's wife gave my wife a caterpillar, and we've been watching this caterpillar do its thing, and it turned into a butterfly the other day. Crazy. So, metamorphosis. Why is it? Cra- why is that crazy? It's just amazing that It happens inside. Oh yeah. Oh, you may not think it's crazy because like you're used to it. But... I got rid.
0: Of, we got rid. No, I didn't get rid of it. The, the praying mantis is gone now. Oh. Because they only live so long, and so we thought it would be better. For it to go and Enjoy do do its thing before yeah. it was it was done for the season because they only last until it starts getting cold, oh. so it'd be better if yeah. they could. You want the praying mantis species to survive, yeah. so.
1: So the the um.
0: Although he'll get his head ripped off, so whatever.
1: The our our caterpillar that was in its chrysalis, uh-huh. you know, emerged yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And it wouldn't leave us.
0: Did it ever leave?
1: No. Oh, <laughs> it's no. flying around our RV right now. Hope it's you,
0: you need to let it leave.
1: He needs to go to Mexico. He needs to go to Mexico. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is our last night together, by the way, everybody. I'm headed off in the RV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after Hoover, I guess we should get back to Hoover probably. Oh, yeah. After Hoover gets inaugurated, he holds this press conference and he says, "Look, this is a new phase of press relations, and this is kind of the um, the the genesis of the press room and all sorts of press conferences. You know, before that, certainly there was some correspondence between the press, but the president mostly used a spokesperson and stuff like that." Hoover says, "I'm not using another person. I'm going to let people directly question me, directly quote me. I'll give them handouts with my statements on them." And uh, they're not going to just have to guess what I think. I'm going to tell them exactly what they think. Also, he was probably thinking, people have been having too many typos in the past, so I'm going to make sure that that goes away. And in his first um, four months in office, he holds press conferences more frequently and to open to more people of the press than anybody ever had before that. Um, Now, that lasted for a little while until the stock market crashed. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm going to be busy a lot, so don't, like, plan on me being around as much for these press conferences.
1: Back up off of my grill, yo. <laughs> um, yeah. But he really saw that, well, his vision for the presidency was, hey, America, um, government and private business, let's all get along. Let's really benefit people. And, you know, he's using the these commissions, uh, like the... Um, research committee on social trends um, to survey the entirety of American society. Like, this was kind of a big thing. And, you know, you would never think about that, about Hoover's administration, because he did kind of buckle down after the the crash. Right. Uh, His wife is an activist. She, uh, they say, typified the new woman of the post-World War I era. She was intelligent, robust, and aware of multiple female possibilities and like all the while while she's you know a strong woman he's a strong guy uh inventing a sport hooverball um that's to keep him fit <laughs> it's it's like a combination of volleyball and tennis yeah and um man we could probably start a whole league
0: whole hooverball league
1: that'd be amazing i'm sure we're not the first people to have that uh idea probably not he is doing a lot to reach out to the African-American committee. His wife, Lou, does defy custom and invites the wife of Republican Oscar DePriest, uh, who was the only African-American member of Congress at the time, to tea uh, at the White House. And get that, Ben. He's only the second person, only second to Booker T. Washington, which you know the flack that Roosevelt got. Oh, yeah. Over that.
0: Dang, you impeached. Yeah, maybe not quite. Uh, So Charles Curtis is the first Native American vice president, and we will talk about Curtis in the future. Uh, But this really helps with the visibility of issues that were specific to Native Americans, and also just anybody else who wasn't, you know, white. Um, So a lot of humanitarian efforts on multiple fronts, and then a lot of uh, civil rights relationships uh, that would that would encourage the civil rights taking place as well. Uh, so Hoover comes in and says, "Look, if we if we just keep going with these policies we've had for a while, poverty is going to be gone pretty soon." And there's a lot of technological pro- progress at this point, and the stock market is just climbing, climbing, climbing. But then the stock market crash of 1929, which we affectionately referred to as Black Tuesday, happens, and here comes, not all at once, but pretty quickly, the Great Depression. And, you know, there is the possibility, yeah, the stock market crash certainly had something to do with it. Some of the policies in place certainly had something to do with it. But there's like a lot of reasons that are kind of a mix of why the Great Depression happened. But Hoover says, look, people didn't trust the financial system, therefore... The economy crashed. That's the long and short of it. That was his take on why the Great Depression was happening, which is, of course, they didn't call the Great Depression at the time.
1: They're just like, this sucks.
0: They were just like, this is is a depression. Yeah. It wasn't great yet. Yeah.
1: Uh, Hoover does gather business and labor leaders together. It's like, hey, economists, get over here. Help me out. And what do you do? You blame Mexico. (laughs) <laughs> he says uh, it's all Mexico's uh, fault because he's like um, there's too many Mexicans uh, coming across the border. Yep. He says get out, Mexicans, and um, it's called the Mexican Repatriation Program. They forced migrated approximately half a million to a two million people back to Mexico. And it's uh, crazy they don't
0: have records. How many exactly there were? I know. Yeah.
1: They're all undocumented. Yep. And, um, you know, this continued. This wasn't just a Hoover thing. This was like continued until 1936. Yeah. But. uh,
0: And like a while after that. Yeah. Not in this exact same way, but.
1: There's always an excuse to push people across the border.
0: Right. And exportation or deportation pops up more here and there in history and um, obviously immigration reform and stuff like that pops up here and there different times in history, but it's never, I mean, it's always happening. Yeah. There's always people being
1: deported. Yeah. And the issue of like raising tariffs and uh-huh. things like that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing new about what you see in the news today. Yeah. Hoover does remind me a lot of other presidents. Yeah
0: crazy it is crazy so really he's wanting to encourage people to purchase man-made man-made (laughs) american-made products uh hopefully man-made um by raising tariffs like jason said and the result was well the depression actually gets worse a little bit and so things happen and things change and For a long time, Hoover is really opposed to these proposals from Congress to provide relief from the federal government, bailouts essentially. And he says, please, Congress, don't impose basically a bailout. Um, Then he starts creating a bunch of stuff that's basically providing bailouts. So his policies change a little bit after
1: that. Yeah, and then the whole concept of taxing people who make a certain amount of money at a Uh higher rate than lower income earners yeah he's championing that and economists were like i don't know if that's a good idea is it you know and so this is one very early evidence of how republicans can disagree right (laughs) um you've got some republicans saying no we can't do this um, but Hoover's like, nope, we're gonna tax the rich at a higher rate, uh-huh. and lo and behold, that's what happens, and it does nothing good <laughs> for for the economy. No, uh, things are beginning to um, unravel horribly on the domestic front. Internationally, Hoover is like, uh, I don't care, <laughs> basically. Um,
0: He's like, I got a i've got a fire happening in my basement i really don't need to worry about the neighbor's house
1: yeah so he's thinking okay maybe we can do some things in the midst of all of the financial crises and uh, different post-world war one issues um that are happening uh but i'm gonna turn my focus to the good old usa uh forget you rest of the world
0: there's this really interesting thing that happens in 1932 where a ton of veterans and their families from World War I come and camp out in Washington, D.C., basically on the White House lawn or right outside of it. And they say, look, we got promised we were going to get a bonus for being in the military during World War I. It was called the World War Adjusted Compensation Act. That was back from 1924. Well, they were supposed to get paid in 1945, and... They come in 1932 and say, we want it now. Everything's so bad. We need it now. And the police are like, okay, guys, get out of here. And the people say, nah, we're going to stay. And the police are like, well, there's too many of them. We're going to give up. Uh, There were shots fired. A couple protesters were killed. A lot of officers were injured. And Hoover ends up sending Douglas MacArthur and some uh, Army forces to stop it basically uh he actually thinks macarthur actually kind of thinks he's fighting a communist revolution and decides that we're going to go in there and clean these guys out with military force and of course lots hundreds of civilians are injured uh especially some veterans especially so hoover says okay um please don't don't move the encampment like don't let them stay where they are just like make sure they don't get out of hand and macarthur says "Nah, um i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i want i'm gonna injure some of them and hoover's like all right i guess that's fine
1: yeah all the while he's hoover is trying to run for president right re-election 1932 (laughs) yeah fdr weighs in who fdr if you didn't know that is his opponent in the 1932 election says this man is nothing well you shouldn't say it. FDR says there is nothing inside the man, but jelly, which that's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> it is it is a little weird.
1: So everything is collapsing. Uh, things aren't going well. Um, at the Republican national convention, they of course, renominate Hoover as well as Curtis uh, to be the running mate and FDR wins big time. Like, The election 1928, how one-sided it was for Hoover, was even more one-sided for Roosevelt. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Roosevelt kind of squashed Hoover. (laughs) Um, During his presidency, he kind of kept Hoover at bay quite a bit. It wasn't until Truman came into office, Uh Uh, from what I understand, first time truman said hey herbert need some help uh it kind of brought a tear to hoover's eye because truman recognized the fact that hoover was a humanitarian right and had done a lot of stuff in after world war one to help feed europe and he calls on hoover to feed europe again in the post-world war ii years and Hoover lives to be, and Hoover lives until 1964 and is championing conservative causes Uh uh, right up until the time of his death. But uh, he was kind of the elder statesman that we don't really talk about too much, but there he was.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting, Jason, because uh, not only when he was going around on his campaigns campaign trip to run for president again. Uh not only were people who were very upset about the Great Depression and about the economic downturn and of course blaming him all for it, uh not only was that happening, but they were outside throwing eggs and rotten fruit and heckling him while he's speaking and trying to kill him. Uh there was one guy that the Secret Service apprehended who was carrying sticks of dynamite. And another guy that actually removed some of the the spikes from the the train tracks the that whoever was on that train, so they really disliked them and they basically there's a lot of blaming of him of being uncaring about the people who were poor and who were needy and okay, certainly there were probably some things everybody can do more than they're doing, but. Like, this is the guy, like you said, that provided all this aid in the past and who continued to provide aid in the future. So was he really uncaring or was he just in a situation where he wasn't able to help everybody? That's for you to decide. Uh, But it's just interesting, the public perception for sure.
1: Yeah. So there you have it. Herbert Hoover. Um, I always thought of Hoover as the guy who just kind of was in office because of the Great Depression. Uh His legacy was tarnished. But... His legacy is much deeper than that. He actually has a lot of family that's still active politically, journalistically. Um, interesting set of values that you normally wouldn't see in, um, expressed uh-huh. in current party politics, the way things are right now. But it would have been interesting to see what his take on some of the social uh, and economic issues of today would be.
0: Definitely. It would also be interesting to see what the take on this podcast is by all of you who listen. You can let everybody know what your take is by going over to electioncollege.com slash iTunes or just going into iTunes and looking up Election College, however you want, and leave us a nice little rating and review. It really does. We haven't mentioned specifically the, the dance, which goes by the name of the happy dance that Jason and I do, but it does exist, and, and we do it.
1: It is the house shakes
0: both houses. If we're in separate houses.
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially mine. Cause well, that's true. all you have to do is scratch your head and my house shakes. Yeah. Cause I live in an RV right now. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking, down by the river. Yeah, you know, actually, <laughs> actually, uh, the old RV is going to be heading out this week, uh, to central Pennsylvania. And I hope Ben will be joining me Yeah. Uh, as there's a lot of history to be seen. Um, they're in central pa love to get your suggestions on places that you have been and of course there is wheatland uh the buchanan house that i've never been to even though my family lives like a mile away from there. that's crazy anyway
0: you should be ashamed of yourself
1: i am ashamed of myself good but nobody else in my immediate immediate family would want to go
0: yeah i'll go with you
1: come on out all right Hey, while we're sharing stuff about what we're doing, uh, we'd love to have you join us in our group, electioncollege.com slash group. That will take you to the Facebook group where we would love to interact with you.
0: That's right. If you're shopping on Amazon and you want to help us out, go to electioncollege.com slash Amazon. Everything you buy will be the same price as you're used to, but we'll get like between 4 and 7% of it. Good old Jeff Bezos doesn't need all that money. We'll take 4% of it.
1: And a bell rings every time. Yes. Which means an angel gets its wings. An angel gets its wings. And that's exactly what happens.
0: (laughs) Thanks, everybody. See you next time.
1: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.